we thank you for tuning into our program and we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit lives and circumstances are being changed they're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them and God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him and uh, if you're not a partner with us we'd like to encourage you to be a partner anybody can be a partner just go to melbond.com and uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God but we need more partners to do that so you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this so we thank our partners and thank you for watching now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God, a major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8:32, where that it says that God spared not his only son, but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is, if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that, but here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive, and so I want to teach you how to receive, that God has given it to us. But we've got to learn to receive and God is a spirit and he has spiritual principles and laws and they're extremely simple and they'll work they'll work for little children and uh, but we need to know these things sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God mark 11:24 clearly teaches us Jesus said Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive, and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's a word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so 
imagination is in the realm of the spirit. And so Mark 9, 23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine. Just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess, Probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us, that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his Word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power of... And so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. 
And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing is a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this, look at this. Verse 5, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area 
of your life where you need God's blessings. You need his influence. God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye. And Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said, now Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10 it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he says, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things and I've had many miracle services all over the world. And the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so... This is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. If you want to die, die here, though, in this service. 
because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, because we're going to raise you up. But I've, I've practiced these same things that I act when it's not easy to act. And in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them. And of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power, whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching, and uh, he was Let's see, at Jericho, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, it was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46, his name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the Word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the Apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but... Uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed. 
that everybody would be blessed, but only one man he prayed for, and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when, people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform, and so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably 10 to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people, and some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so people needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skin. We thank you for tuning into our program. And we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God. Or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God. A major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32 where that it says that God spared not his only son but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is if God gave us his best how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that, but here's where we run into problems. People 
they do not know how to receive. And so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws. And they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children. And, uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark 11:24 clearly teaches us, Jesus said, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark 11:24. Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive, and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's the word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the spirit. And so Mark 9:23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember Many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine. Just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess, Probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. 
but a miracle is an instant manifestation. And a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers, and none of them, all, or, or, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power. of, And so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing is a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important 
key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this, look at this. Verse 5, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence. God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye. And Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said. Now, Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10, it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So I want to analyze some of these words, when Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you, to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and 
many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he said, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up, and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things, and I've had many miracle services all over the world, and the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. If you want to die, die here, though, in this service, because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, <laughs> because we're going to raise you up. But I've, I've practiced these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. In, in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them. And of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. 
And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power, whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching and uh, he was, let's see, at Jericho. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the apostle Paul he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them. Because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for, and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when, people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people stand in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform, and so there was a particular a session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably 10 to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people, and some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so 
people needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skinned. We thank you for tuning into our program, and we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit. Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God a major keys major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power and um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32 where that it says that God spared not his only son but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that but Here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive, and so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws, and they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children, and uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark 11:24 clearly teaches us, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words. In Mark 11, 24, Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse, that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is Conceiving also, that's a word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, 
Believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the Spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the Spirit. And so Mark 9.23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine. Just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles since, oh, I guess, Probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us, that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his Word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power of... And so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line. 
up in front, you know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive He, he pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about three to four percent, did you say? Every day, there's three to four percent better, and the doctors were amazed. Because, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing is a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. 
And the Bible says this. Look at this. Verse 5. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence, God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye. And Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said. Now, Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith, and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10, it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he says, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seeing. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up, and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things, and I've had many miracle services all over the world, and the little cliche, little cliche is this, actions activates 
God's power. And so this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. And if you want to die, die here, though, in this service. Because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, <laughs> because we're going to raise you up. But I've, I've practiced these same things that I act when it's not easy to act. In, in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them, and of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power, whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching, and uh, he was Let's see, at Jericho, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, it was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46, his name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a, a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the Word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the Apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but... Uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong. 
on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I said in the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for, and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when, people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform, and so there was a particular a session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up and I would say blind deaf and I'd wait for different groups and so I'm praying for these blind people and there were several because there was a large crowd and uh, probably 10 to 20,000 people and so we had a lot of blind people totally blind people there were probably at least 20 or 30 of them and I'm praying for people and some of them were being healed and then when I prayed for this one man and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so people needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skinned. We thank you for tuning into our program. And we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit lives and circumstances are being changed they're being changed for those that expect god to do some great things for them and god wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him and uh, if you're not a partner with us we'd like to encourage you to be a partner anybody can be a partner just go to melbond.com and uh, we're looking forward to doing more for god but we need more partners to do that so you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God. Or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God. A major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32, 1 
where that it says that God spared not his only son, but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is, if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there are so many scriptures to validate that, but here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive, and so I want to teach you how to receive, that God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive, and God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws, and they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children, and, uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark 11:24 clearly teaches us, Jesus said, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark 11:24. Jesus said, that you've got to believe that you receive and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse, that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's the word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the spirit. And so Mark 9:23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine. Just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. 
And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power. Of, and so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing is a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. 
So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that, some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place... This man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just It was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this. Look at this. Verse 5. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence, God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye, and Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says... Jesus said. Now, Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith, and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10, it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So, I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take 
a good concordance, and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he said, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up, and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things, and I've had many miracle services all over the world, and the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. If you want to die, die here, though, in this service. Because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, <laughs> because we're going to raise you up. But I've, I've practiced these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. In, in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them. And of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. 
And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine help. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power. Whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching, and uh, he was... Let's see, at Jericho, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, it was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46, his name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the Word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the Apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only... Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people stand in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, That people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform. And so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably... 10 to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people. 
and some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so people needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skinned. We thank you for tuning into our program, and we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by His Spirit. Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to Him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight. And I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God. Or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God. A major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32, where that it says that God spared not his only son, but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is, if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that. But here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive. And so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws, and they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children. And, uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark eleven twenty four clearly teaches us, Jesus said, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive, and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse. 
that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's the word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the spirit. And so Mark 9:23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Imagine, just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark 11, 24. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles since, oh, I guess probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers, and none of them, all, or, or, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so, God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his Word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power of... And so, he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke, and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. 
They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service. And he said, well, I come to receive. He, he pulled up his pants leg and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing is a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, 
and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this, look at this. Verse 5, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence. God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye. And Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said. Now Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10 it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So, I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and... Uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he says, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what it what Jesus said, and Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says, 
that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things and I've had many miracle services all over the world. And the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. If you want to die, die here, though, in this service, because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, because we're going to raise you up. But I've, I've practiced these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. In, in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them. And of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea and now we've got a service tonight and i mean this is horrible and i'm thinking dear god i can't stand up in front of these people this is going to be extremely embarrassing but one another key of seeing god's miracle work in power is to die to your pride and so i said i'm going and i'm going to go in that service and i'm going to stand before those people in jesus name and I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power. Whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching and... Uh, he was, let's see, at Jericho, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a, a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, 
and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for, and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when, people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out, because... I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform, and so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up, and I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups, and so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably 10 to 20,000 people, and so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them, and I'm praying for people, and some of them were being healed, and then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't help. I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so, see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so people need to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the Word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body, my goodness, that spirit, he's just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skin. We thank you for tuning into our program, and we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit. Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about
major keys for receiving from God, or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God, a major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32, where that it says that God spared not his only son, but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is, if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that, but here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive, and so I want to teach you how to receive, that God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive, and God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws, and they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children, and, uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark 11, 24 clearly teaches us, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark 11:24. Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's the word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the Spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the Spirit. And so Mark 9.23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But... Uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Imagine, just 
All things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark 11:24. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power. Of, and so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing as a process so don't get discouraged believe God for 
And you know, healing is a miracle. You know, that, that's a miracle. I mean, if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something, and, you know, every two weeks, you're 1% better or whatever, what percentage, and then after a year, you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that, some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place... This man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just It was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this. Look at this. Verse 5. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence, God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye, and Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said. Now, Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith, and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10, it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. 
And immediately he arose, and he took up his bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So, I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said, in the original language, if you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he said, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up, and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things, and I've had many miracle services all over the world, and the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so... This is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. If you want to die, die here, though, in this service, because... Not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, because we're going to raise you up. But I, I practice these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. In, in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been sometimes 
that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them, and of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power, whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching, and uh, he was Let's see, at Jericho, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a, a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the Word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the Apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only... Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people stand in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, That people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform, 
And so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several because there was a large crowd and uh, probably 10 to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people, and some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't help. I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so people needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body, my goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skin. We thank you for tuning into our program, and we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit. Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God a major keys major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power and um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32 where that it says that God spared not his only son but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that but Here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive, and so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws, and they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children, and uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark eleven twenty four clearly teaches us, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. 
So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark 11, 24. Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's a word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the Spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the Spirit. And so Mark 923, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Imagine, just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles. Uh, since, oh, I, I guess probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, or, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds 
with the power of his word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power of, and so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the 10 lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for him, when Jesus with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing as a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had 
men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this. Look at this. Verse 5. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence. God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions actions that can be seen by the human eye. And Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said, now Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10 it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise, and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take a good concordance, and look at that word arise. He said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, and with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and Many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he says, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see, he had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seeing. He says, 
I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things and I've had many miracle services all over the world. And the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so... This is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. And if you want to die, die here, though, in this service, because... Not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, <laughs> because we're going to raise you up. But I've, I've practiced these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. In, in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having a some services with them, and of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power. Whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, Continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching and uh, he was, let's see, at Jericho. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus, and he heard, this is a strong key, he heard, in the original language, it said, 
he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there and only Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when, people, when we have miracle services and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out, because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I... I would preach, then bring different people on the platform. And so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably ten to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people. And some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so, People needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skin. We thank you for tuning into our program. And we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit. Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, 
If you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God. A major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32 where that it says that God spared not his only son but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is if God gave us his best how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that but Here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive. And so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws. And they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children. And, uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark 11:24 clearly teaches us, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words. In Mark 11, 24, Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is Conceiving also, that's the word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the Spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the Spirit. And so Mark 9.23, and I harp on these verses so much because... The body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something 
at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine, just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power. Of, and so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus?
<laughs> so there, there's healing is a process. So don't get discouraged. Believe God for, and you know, healing is a miracle. You know, that, that's a miracle. I mean, if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something, and, you know, every two weeks, you're 1% better or whatever, what percentage, and then after a year, you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that, some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this, and what took place this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just It was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this. Look at this. Verse 5. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence, God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye, and Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said. Now, Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith, and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10, it says, 
but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So, I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he says, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he says, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a, plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision, and, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seeing. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said, and Jesus told him, he says, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up, and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things, and I've had many miracle services all over the world, and the little cliche, little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. If you want to die, die here, though, in this service. Because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, <laughs> because we're going to raise you up. But. I've, I've practiced these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. And in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself 
to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them, and of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power, whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching, and uh, he was Let's see, at Jericho, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the Word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the Apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only... Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, 
that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform. And so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably 10 to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people, and some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't help. I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so people needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body, my goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skinned. We thank you for tuning into our program, and we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit. Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight, and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God, or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God, a major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32 where that it says that God spared not his only son but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that but Here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive, and so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws, and they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children, and uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark eleven twenty four clearly teaches us, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe 
that you receive and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's the word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the spirit. And so Mark 9:23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember Many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine. Just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess, Probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, or, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us, that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
and the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness, now God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his Word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power of And so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing is a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, 
I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man... He, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or or just the floor, or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof, and then to tear the man's roof up, and then lower him down. And the Bible says this. Look at this. Verse 5, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that, you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence. God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye, and Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said. Now, Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith, and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10, it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose, and he took up his bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So, I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said, in the original language, if you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, and with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1980. Mm, Four, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84. And, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he says, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seen inside his head. 
And he I want and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And 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 Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things and I've had many miracle services all over the world. And the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so, this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every th type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. And if you want to die, die here, though, in this service, because... Not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, because we're going to raise you up. But I've, I've practiced these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. And in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having a some services with them, and of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine help. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power. Whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, Continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching and uh, he was, let's see, at Jericho. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says, 
there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a, a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said, he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when, people, when we have miracle services and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out, because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I... I would preach, then bring different people on the platform. And so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably ten to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people. And some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so, People needs to uh, know how to receive, and they need to believe the Word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skin. We thank you for tuning into our program. And we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit 
lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God. Or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God. A major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32 where that it says that God spared not his only son, but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that, but Here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive. And so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us, but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws. And they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children. And, uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark 11, 24 clearly teaches us, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words. In Mark 11, 24, Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is Conceiving also, that's a word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the Spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the Spirit. And so Mark 9, 23 
And I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine. Just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And uh, a healing is a process. Like Jesus, the Son of God, he prayed for the nine lepers. And none of them, all, uh, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power. Of, and so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for him. When Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that... Uh, I can remember, he didn't even come to the prayer line up in front, you know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive, he, he pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as normal legs and feet, because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, 
three weeks, about three to four percent, did you say? Every day, there's three to four percent better, and the doctors were amazed. Says, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing is a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power, for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this, look at this. Verse 5, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence. God needs to see your faith. 
If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions, actions that can be seen by the human eye. And Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said, now Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10 it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So, I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language. If you'll take a good concordance and look at that word arise, he said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, and, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he said, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see, he had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what, it, what Jesus said. And Jesus told him, he says, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up, and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things, and I've had many miracle services all over the world, and... The little cliche, little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. If you want to die, die here, though, in this service. Because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that. 
right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, because we're going to raise you up. But I practice these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. And in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk. And I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them, and of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea. And now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power, whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching, and uh, he was Let's see, at Jericho, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the Word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the Apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only... Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for and only one man was healed. 
Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when people, when we have miracle services, and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I, I would preach, then bring different people on the platform, and so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably 10 to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people, and some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person. He started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so people needs to uh, know how to receive. And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he's just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skinned. We thank you for tuning into our program, and we want you to start expecting great things because God is moving mightily by his spirit. Lives and circumstances are being changed. They're being changed for those that expect God to do some great things for them. And God wants you to know you're extremely valuable and precious to him. And uh, if you're not a partner with us, we'd like to encourage you to be a partner. Anybody can be a partner. Just go to melbond.com. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more for God, but we need more partners to do that. So you're watching this program because our partners are paying for this. So we thank our partners and thank you for watching. Now we want to go right into this service tonight and I want to talk about major keys for receiving from God or you could say a major keys uh, to receive the influence of God. A major keys, major keys to ignite God's greatest miracle working power. And... Um, the Bible clearly gives us so many scriptures like Romans 8.32 where that it says that God spared not his only son but he freely delivered him up for us all. How would he not also freely give us all things? Mel Bond's rendition of that is if God gave us his best, how much more would he give us all the rest? And so there's so many scriptures to validate that but Here's where we run into problems. People, they do not know how to receive. And so I want to teach you how to receive. That God has given it to us. 
but we've got to learn to receive. And God is a spirit, and he has spiritual principles and laws, and they're extremely simple, and they'll work. They'll work for little children. And, uh, but we need to know these things. Sometimes people have um, ideas of how God's going to do some things, but we need to follow the pattern that's in the Word of God. Mark 11:24 clearly teaches us, Jesus said, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Receiving, that word receive, is accepting, uh, taking what God has given us. So you've got to believe it. Notice these words in Mark 11:24. Jesus said that you've got to believe that you receive, and then you'll have. So receiving comes before having. If you want to have it in this natural world, you have to receive it first. And so having has two major trains of thought in that verse, that you have to believe that you have received. And that, again, accepting, receiving is conceiving also. That's the word uh, co-equally rendered as conceiving. A woman will never have a baby until first she conceives. And so we have to conceive God's seeds. And his words are his seeds. And notice what it said. It said, Jesus said this, believe that you conceive. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have accepted. In essence, what God is trying to tell us that in the realm of the Spirit, believe that you have it. That word believe is a Greek word that is rendered 244 times just in the New Testament as imagine. And so imagination is in the realm of the Spirit. And so Mark 9.23, and I harp on these verses so much because the body of Christ hasn't got it. And I can remember many years ago in Bible college, they said the average person has to hear something at least 11 times before they really get a hold of it and accept it. So we've got 10 more times tonight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to those that believe. And that word believe is the same word that Jesus used in Mark eleven twenty four. Imagine. Just all things are possible to those that will imagine that God's word is true. And so I'm going to take you back to Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe. Imagine that you've got it according to God's word, and then you will have it in the natural world. And so I want to show you some things. And I heard you say, amen, Don. Don, just a couple months ago, I can remember him coming here. And, and uh, so many times people get discouraged because as you study the Bible, there are miracles and then there's healings. A miracle is an instant manifestation. It just takes place instantly. We will see some miracles uh, since, oh, I, I guess, Probably the last 40 years, I've never had a service that there weren't miracles. But a miracle is an instant manifestation. And a healing is a process. 
like Jesus, the Son of God. He prayed for the nine lepers, and none of them, all, uh, uh, yeah, all, all of the, the ten lepers, all of them, none of them were, received a miracle. None of them. They weren't even 1% different. Can you imagine? Now, Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was 100% God in the flesh. And so he was 100% flesh, but he was 100% God. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh among us. And so God in all of his fullness. Now, God's all-powerful. He created all the worlds with the power of his word. Uh, you know, all the worlds that are in existence with the power. Of, and so he's, he's pretty powerful. Just spoke and all the universes are, just came into an existence. He's so powerful. And the ten lepers, none of them got a miracle. When God prayed for them, when Jesus, with all the power of God, but all of them were healed. They were healed as they went. And I don't know how long that took. I, I have no idea. I, I, I can guess maybe three, six months, something like that. Maybe a month. I don't know. Nobody knows. It doesn't tell us. But they were not healed in his presence. But only one came back. And, and Don, he, I remember him telling me that uh, I can remember. He didn't even come to the prayer line up in front. You know, and I, I, I think it was before the service, and he said, well, I come to receive healing. He pulled up his pants leg, and his legs looked like they were, I don't know what, maybe twice as big as the normal legs and feet because of some, what kind of a disease was it or a problem, Don? A what? Okay, that's what he had. And so we prayed, and you know, they didn't look any different at all. But he told me that for the next 30 days, three weeks, about 3 to 4%, did you say? Every day, there's 3 to 4% better, and the doctors were amazed. Because, you know, what are you on, Jesus? <laughs> so there, there's healing as a process so don't get discouraged believe God for and you know healing is a miracle you know that, that's a miracle I mean if, if medical science says that you're going to die in, in one year because of cancer or something and you know every two weeks you're 1% better or whatever what percentage and then after a year you're free. Well, you know, that's, that's a miracle. So don't get discouraged. But let me teach you how to receive tonight. There's some real Bible principles, and, uh, and you see some real good examples. We'll start with the book of Mark and chapter 2. And um, you'll see some people that some things that they did that is a, a, a very important key for igniting God's miracle power. 
for causing God's power to come into existence. That uh, here we find that uh, there was a man in Mark chapter 2, and verse 3, it says that he was sick of the palsy. In the original language, it says that he was paralyzed since the age of four. Since he was four years of age, he was totally paralyzed. And then, I'm just going to just highlight this so that we can cover more ground in a shorter period of time. You go home and read this. And what took place, this man was totally paralyzed, and he had men carry him on a stretcher because they heard that Jesus was in this house. And when they got to the house, there was no room whatsoever. There was just shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people. Just, it was packed. And so this man, he, he says, you know, no is not an option for me. He says, Get, take me on top of the roof, tear the roof up, and lower me down. Now, if you've ever been around paralyzed people, they don't like to be moved because they can't protect themselves. Even if you're carrying them on a stretcher, they can fall off and they can't protect themselves. They're paralyzed. So they can just, their face could be crushed in by a stone or, or just the floor or whatever. Much less to be taken on top of the roof and then to tear the man's roof up and then lower him down. And the Bible says this, look at this. Verse 5, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, the person that was paralyzed, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's, the, here's something that you need to see. If you want to have God's miracle working power work for you, and this will work in every area of your life where you need God's blessings, you need his influence. God needs to see your faith. If God can't see our faith, then we don't have any. It has to be seen. There was actions actions that can be seen by the human eye. And Jesus saw that. And then the Bible says, Jesus said, now Jesus never even prayed for him. He just said, he saw his faith and he said, your sins be forgiven. He didn't touch him or anything. And then in verse 10 it says, but that you may, or no, let's drop down to verse 11. I say unto thee, arise, and take up your bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and he took up his bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. So I want to analyze some of these words. When Jesus said, arise, in the original language, this is what he said in the original language, if you'll take a good concordance, and look at that word arise. He said, with all of your spirit, with all of your mind, and with all of your physical actions, you force your body to get up. He's paralyzed. And, but God, if God tells you to rise up, it, it'd be real good to obey God. I, I remember I had a vision of Jesus one time, and Many years ago, about 1984, something, 80, I think it was the fall of 84, 
And, uh, and Jesus, he says, I want, I want to show you how to see in the spirit world. And he told me, he said, I want you to look in this man's head. Now, if, if God, I can't look in somebody's head, but if Jesus tells you how to look into somebody's head, and basically he said, just use your imagination. Pretend like my word is truth. Act like that you have the mind of God. Act like you're seeing inside his head. And he said, I want, and it was Ronald Coyne that had a plastic eye, and it was impossible to see out the plastic eye, but he could see. He had perfect vision. And, and, and Jesus was explaining to me how he's seen. He says, I want you to see a white dot in his head. That is his spiritual eye, and he's seeing out of his spiritual eye. So if Jesus tells you to look into somebody's head, you can do it, right? And so it'll work if you do what it what Jesus said, and Jesus told him, he said, I want you with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, and with everything that's in you, I want you to get up. And then the Bible says that he arose. He did it. He, with all of his strength, with all of his mind, with all of his physical actions, to the best of his ability, he got up, and the Bible says he was made whole. There's a little cliche that I've used for many years because the Lord showed me these things, and I've had many miracle services all over the world, and the little cliche is this, actions activates God's power. And so this is something that I practice in my personal life for many, many years. I've had every type of a thing that could possibly happen to a human being has happened to me. I don't take any medicine. I don't need any medicine. If I needed it, I would take it. And if you need medicine, don't die on us. And if you want to die, die here, though, in this service. Because not only me, but there's some people in this church. We know how to raise people from the dead. We've done that right here in this church service. This is a good place to die, you know, <laughs> because we're going to raise you up. But... I've, I've practiced these same things, that I act when it's not easy to act. In, in this building, there's been times that I've had more pain than anybody could possibly imagine just to walk, and I forced myself to act like I was healed. And you know what? The manifestation didn't take place immediately, but over a period of time. Now, there has been some times that the manifestation would take instantly. I can remember one particular time that it was John G. Lake's daughter and son-in-law, and we was in the storefront, and we, we were having uh, some services with them, and of all times, I got this flu where I had extreme diarrhea, and now we've got a service tonight. And I mean, this is horrible. And I'm thinking, dear God, I can't stand up in front of these people. This is going to be extremely embarrassing. But one, another key of seeing God's miracle work in power is to die to your pride. And so I said, I'm going, and I'm going to go in that service, and I'm going to stand before those people in Jesus' name. And I proclaimed that I was healed and that I had divine health. And you know, I had no problems, and I was instantly healed by the power of God. Actions activates God's power. 
whether it comes by an instant manifestation or over a process of time, continue to trust God's word. Trust God's word. And so let's go on here in Mark in chapter 10. We find another situation where Jesus was preaching and uh, he was, let's see, at Jericho. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It was at Jericho. And the Bible says, there was a blind man in, his, in verse 46. His name was Bartimaeus. And he heard, this is a, a strong key, he heard. In the original language, it said, he had heard the teaching of Jesus. And see, God watches over his word to perform it. That's the reason why we need to teach people what the word of God has to say. Jesus would teach people, and then people would be healed. There's one particular place where the Apostle Paul, he didn't even pray for these. He came into a, a particular region where people had never heard about the things of God, and he didn't pray for anybody for three months. He taught them for three months before he prayed for them. And I haven't learned this art yet, but uh, Jesus never prayed for everybody. There was a lot of people that needed healing, and he didn't pray for them because they didn't know how to receive. There was something wrong on their part. Uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were thousands of people there, and only Jesus only prayed for one man. And it wasn't because that God didn't love the rest of the people. As I study the Bible, God loves every human being that has ever existed or ever will exist the same with unconditional love. And as I study the Bible, the Bible says that God is willing that everybody be healed, that everybody be blessed, but only one man he prayed for and only one man was healed. Jesus had 100% results, but he didn't pray for everybody. I haven't learned to do that. There's times when, people, when we have miracle services and I've done this for many years, and I see people standing in front of me, and I'm thinking, dear God, I shouldn't even pray for this person. I shouldn't pray for him, but I don't know how to say no. Maybe one of these days I'll figure it out, because I want everybody to be healed, but if they don't know how to receive, that people walk away and say, see, I can remember in India one time, I... I would preach, then bring different people on the platform. And so there was a particular uh, session to where that I asked just for the blind people to come up. And I would say blind, deaf, and I'd wait for different groups. And so I'm praying for these blind people, and there were several, because there was a large crowd, and uh, probably ten to 20,000 people. And so we had a lot of blind people, totally blind people. There were probably at least 20 or 30 of them. And I'm praying for people. And some of them were being healed. And then when I prayed for this one man, and then I went to the next, before I even went to the next person, I started to go to the next person, he started cursing me and said, I, I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew there's no such thing as healing. And so see, he wasn't, he, he wasn't willing to receive. There was something wrong on his part. And so, People needs to uh, know how to receive. 
And they need to believe the word of God. Uh, this gentleman right here, I see on, it, on the right-hand side of your body. My goodness, that spirit, he's just kind of, right now, he, he just sort of looks like a, almost like a lightning bolt, but very, very skin, 